Information is for illustrative purposes only and do not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Paul Durso and Charles Bowers, Jr. are investment advisor representatives of Insight Folios. Retirement is coming up fast. Will you have the income for the life you're dreaming of? Will you be traveling or flipping channels? Will you be helping the kids and grandkids or asking them for help? If you've worked, saved, and done without, but you still don't know if you'll make it, then welcome to Simply Financial, where you'll learn to invest like a pro so you can move forward with confidence. This is Simply Financial with Paul Durso, your first step to financial clarity. Now, here's Paul. 1025610WFNZ, you're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso, where we're all about taking your first step to financial clarity. I'm your host, Paul, here with my amazing co host, Charlie. Hey, Paul. And uh, we got a great show in store for you today. And some people believe history repeats itself. I know that I'm a big believer that history does repeat itself. And Mark Twain said it may not repeat, but it sure does rhyme. Financial technicians have analyzed the price movement of the stock market over time, and they believe that markets do repeat themselves and have identified cycles, and to get this, that you can recognize and learn from. And once a cycle is identified, you can act accordingly. There are so many disciplines to this type of analyst, and Tim Wood is here to talk to you today about his work on cycles theory. Many, study, many have studied Tim's work and have been awestruck by how accurate it has been. And my guess is, after hearing him today, you're going to be awestruck too. But before we get to formally introducing Tim Wood, I want to tell you why I'm so passionate about having and presenting my clients with a financial plan. When I first got into this business nearly two decades ago, I worked with a major Wall Street firm I was indoctrinated into this business by board meetings where I constantly had to listen to how these so-called financial professionals that were surrounding this table would plan for their clients. They charged back then somewhere around $2,500 for a 300-page document Mm. that they called a financial plan. And and get this, it was in this amazing binder. This really nice, nice binder. Nice leather yeah. binder. Yeah. And it, I guess that's part of the reason why they could justify charging so much. Right? <laughs> These financial plans had about six pages that had something of actual value on them. The rest was just filler. The problem with only having six out of 300 pages that actually helped is that all that extra filler ended up being such a major dis- distraction in this financial plan that this the plan itself became nothing more than an expensive paperweight. In other words, the plan was essentially just Mm. worthless. It didn't do anything. So let's fast forward a few years, a bunch of experience later, and I created a system that we now use and call Simplicitry. It's a financial planning system that cuts the filler completely out, goes far beyond charts, graphs, and any financial speak. It's a visual, easy-to-understand plan that works as a guide to help you make sound financial decisions. I'm telling you this because you need something in your life to help you make decisions. An understandable retirement plan does just that. It helps you make decisions, and decision-making is a key to successful retirement. That's right. And, Paul, just as our Simplicity Plan gives us a logical basis for making decisions, I think our guest has a system that will help do the same. You know, take some of the emotion that most of us uh, deal with out of the decision-making process. And, boy, is that important. Isn't it, though? Our guest today is Tim Wood, who is a CPA and the editor and publisher of Cycle News and Views. Tim used the methods he learned to correctly identify the year 2000 peak in equities as well as the magnitude of the decline that followed. Um, Throughout 2005 to 2007, Tim used his statistical analysis to warn his subscribers that the four-year cycle was extending and that these methods proved 100% correct and were realized in association with the worst financial crisis since the Great Depression. 
And these same methods were used to call the top of the housing market in 2005, the commodity top in 2008, as well as the nine-year cycle top in gold in year 2011. So welcome, Tim Wood. Thank you for having me. Hey, Tim, before we get into discussing your cycle theory, you're a, you're a CPA. So tell me how you found your way into the technical world of stock market cycles. Well, as a, I, I think I was a, a senior in college, and I was sitting in some fundamental uh, analysis class. It was a finance class. And we were deriving equations, and the, the guy was literally, you know, just boards of, of, of math and um, teaching us how to do second derivatives and all this kind of stuff to come up with some equations. And then there was a chapter he threw out there on technical analysis, and I'm like, well, this makes way more sense than what you're doing. And so <laughs> that began the rabbit hole. Okay. And I started studying on my own. I found Walter Bressert, the uh, foundation for the center of, uh, I can't even remember the name of it now. It's, it's, it's no longer in existence, but it was the foundation for the st- uh, cycle, uh, study of cycles. And uh, Walter Bressert was uh, one of the board members. Bob Prechter was a board member. Peter Lighty's, all these old great technicians were involved in that. I got a lot of the material there, studied under, um, under uh, Bressert for over a year and then uh, also had a little bit of a relationship with Richard Russell, who helped me get a lot of the original, well, I say a lot, pretty much all of the original writings on Dow Theory, which I have incorporated with the Cycles work. So if you're just joining us, you're listening to Tim Wood, CPA editor and publisher of Cycles News and Views, and we're going to kind of turn the page a little bit uh, and dive in to some of his work, and, and Tim, let me let me turn it to you right here, and t- and let's go back to the beginning. You know, maybe right around 2000 when the bubble burst. And can you just start here and and help us under or explain to us why you began in this cycles understanding and and why you started making predictions, bold predictions, I might add, uh, of the market. Well, in 2000. Um, it started with an article that came out in um, Technical Analysis of Stocks and Commodities magazine. And I had done a little study based on the studies with, um, you know, with Bressert, and I identified, I had history, you know, um, on the Dow Jones Industrial Average going back to the inception of, of, the, uh, of the averages in 1896. I also have stock uh, U.S. stock market um, data going back to 1800, and and so I had identified, you know, the, the cycles based on the methods that I were was taught from Bressert, and so I saw the setup. It's just statistics, right? I mean, math is math, and I saw a setup that was in place. And if you see something happen, then you know one of the next steps is to go, okay, well, this is a setup. Well, how many times has it happened? And what percentage of the time did you get whatever the outcome may be? And so you, you try to wrap all cycles analysis is, is it's, 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 it's trend identification, if you will, and, or pattern recognition would be another way to look at it. And then you try to wrap some statistics around it. You say, well, if A, then you know, what's the, what's, what's the common denominator for an outcome and, and, and wrap statistics around Well, what I had found was that 100% of the time that setup was in place, the market had declined below the previous four-year cycle low. Only and 100% of the time. Huh? I know. I'm like, One, really? 100? Only 100% of the time. So wow. it was pretty easy to make a bold statement, right? <laughs> and, it's, so and it's continued to be I, that, that easy since then? <laughs> so, no, it hasn't been that easy since then. Well, um, in some cases. But anyway, because of that, I, you know, I, I did an article on, in, in Stocks Commodities Magazine said that the market would decline below the, 2000, uh, below the 1998 low and that it would do it in 2002, and it did. Mm-hmm. And so that got a lot of attention. And then, um, you know, looking at the market and kind of wrapping some of the Dow Theory stuff around it, I, I still feel like that there is a strong argument to make that the top, the secular top, and there's a difference. I realize price is at a new high. I'm not arguing that. I mean, it's 18 years later. Obviously, the market's higher. So separate yourself from that for a minute and and hear what I'm saying. I'm saying I think, according to Dow Theory, that the secular top, in in a historical sense, was seen in 2000. And 
anyway, from and, and, and evidence to that is if you look at volume characteristics of the market, but then if you look at some of the fundamentals, and I'm not a big fundamental guy, but it's it's a chart, it's a data. And so some of the supporting evidence of that is the Department of Labor Bureau of Statistics. And I've got the data going back into the 50s, and it's funny to see that um, the labor force data peaked in 2000 hmm. along with the market. If you look at the velocity of money, which comes from the St. Louis Fed, it's their data. Have it going back into the 40s or into the 50s. It peaked in 97 and kind of formed like a little divergent top with the 2000, and, uh, with the 2000 top. And if you look at, at, at that data without walking through it, you know, and with, with a fine-tooth comb, what you see is that, long story short, it's collapsed. And it's collapsed you know, today or collapsed, along the way. collapsed today or collapsed, you know, prior well, to Well, since then. I mean, since it's then, been right. down. For example, when I say collapsed, um, the labor force data is, is back at levels uh, from the mid to late 70s. So... Where's the where's the secular bull market? Where where's the where's the what's the underlying? You know how, how's the economy so great if we have a job participation rate that has collapsed since two thousand since the two thousand top, and, and it literally has collapsed since then over the last eighteen years. It has not recovered. So where's the recovery? All right. Well, we're getting ready to go to break, and when we come back, we're going to continue this conversation with Tim Wood, and we're going to talk about some of the successful uh, peaks, troughs, some of the, the things that he has identified, and um, really is interesting that he, he can do that. Uh, this is Charlie Bowers. The show is Simply Financial. I'm here with Paul Durso and Tim Wood, and this is 1025-610-WFNZ. What three things will you need for the retirement of your dreams? Well, first, there's income. Second, income. And third, you guessed it, income. But how are you going to get it? Will it be enough? Want to know for sure? We'll create an income plan specific to you using our proprietary Simplicity software. Creating this plan is a $1,500 value. For the first 10 of our listeners, we're going to give away this plan absolutely free. Only 10 free plans, so call now, 855-999-PLAN. That's 855-999-7526. Get on the list now for your free Simplicity plan. Call 855-999-PLAN. That's 855-999-7526. Hello, this is Patrick Coleman, principal of LBA Haines Strand. You're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso on 1025-610-WFNZ. One zero two five six ten WFNZ. You're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso. We're all about taking your first step to financial clarity. I'm your host, Paul, here with my co-host, Charlie. And just before break, we were touching on some of Tim's record calls on the market. Let me let me give you a few of, of, of what he's put in writing that have been listed. You called the top of the market in the year 2000, the housing top in 2005, you called the top of the oil market in 2008. You called the top of the market in 2007. You called the market bottom in 2009. And the gold and silver top in 2011, all of which have been documented documented in writing. Now, now, Tim, with all this successful market calls, does this make you a cycles expert or a psychic? I think that's what the real question is here. I, I think that's a great question. <laughs> I, I don't claim to be an expert in anything. It's just, it's just, it's just reading what the market tells you. And, and you know, that said, uh, you know, you don't always get it right. Sometimes things take longer to evolve than you think. And this current advance has certainly been one of those. And and if I can digress for just a second, the point with that labor data and uh, the velocity of money peaking back in 2000 and and the and, the, and so forth was that. We all know that, you know, the, the 2000 top was obviously a, a major top. And I'm saying, simply saying that I think it was a secular top. 
in in a, in, in a Dow theory perspective. And what I what I mean is that it was it was genuine, it was real. Mm-hmm. And then we declined into the 2002 low, and from there we all know that that's where the real funny business began. And and when I say funny business, I mean you know uh, the the cutting interest rates to the degree that they did and trying to prop the markets and QE and all this stuff. And so they extended and extended and extended and extended that cycle. The the 2007 extension into the 2007 top was at that time the longest extended four-year cycle in history. And so you have these norms, these these cycles. You have, you know, if if you know that that something has averaged 48 months from low to low and you know that the longest duration into a top has been whatever and you have some statistics then you then and, and you have some I call them DNA markers, I have a checklist if you will of things, common denominators that always occur at these cycle tops and bottoms. And so Throughout the advance into the 2007 top, we never saw any of those indicators fall in place until October. And I remember specifically um, at the top in the in the summer of 2000. I think it was in. in uh, I remember standing on the on the on the steps of a computer store in June of 2007, June July 2007, and, and taking phone calls to people saying, "Is this it? Is this it? Is this it?" And they're, no, we're not. We didn't have those markers in place. We mm-hmm. went down. We went back up. Bada bing, bada boom. They fell in place, and then the market, you know, did what it was supposed to do. And when I say supposed to do, I said repeatedly that the longer that extension uh, lasted, the worse the outcome would be. And and I stuck to my guns that it would go below the 2002 low, which it did. And that was all based on statistics. So it's not being an expert at anything. It's not having a, you know, a crystal ball. It's just looking at the statistics. And then, you know, moving forward, we all know that from the 2009 low, um, which, you know, uh, was a direct, I think, result of all the shenanigans that were that were pulled to extend that cycle. That they came back to the market and done, you know, even more. We've seen even more of the same policies that put us in that place to begin with. So, so and what so, I'm what I'm hearing you say here is that there are clear, and I heard you say they were DNA indicators. These are clear signs, triggers that tell you something about the future or tell you something about where we are? They tell me that, yes, that's exactly right. With, if, with a, the DNA markers tell you that the setup is in place, the conditions are right for the top. And then you want to see the structural evidence. You know, obviously it needs to confirm with price. And um, that's exactly right. So w- one more follow-up question. So if you see these indicators of the top or the bottom, and and they're so obvious to you, and I know you were very humble in saying that you're no expert, you just read the data, how come there's not a whole lot of more people out there like you? I mean, very few people have anywhere close to the amount of track record and brilliance that you have on calling tops, bottoms, or, or whatever, and yet they're always wrong most of the time, and you're right most of the time. Why are you different? I don't know. I don't. I don't <laughs> claim to be different. And and you know, in one sense, I have. I have. It depends. You know, it's a, it's a two-folded message. And and you know, you say I sit here and I say that this has been an extended move. That in one sense, it's a bear market rally. And what I mean by that is that it's not organic. It's not secular. It's been a direct uh, result of the liquidity infusion into the market. And I think we can you all You think it's been manipulated, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, mm-hmm. of course. I yeah. mean, that's not conspiracy. I mean, we all know that. That's, no, we know that happens. A fact. Well, yeah, it's a fact. I mean, everybody knows that. So, so they have extended – what has happened is they have extended this cycle even more so than the one in, that led in, you know, into the top in the 2007, mm-hmm. which resulted in the worst financial crisis since the Great Depression. Yep. But they've done that on steroids this time. And so because it has extended in people like myself, and there's a few others, you know, you look at like John Hussman, he has some great valuation models. He does, you know, um, uh, fundamental stuff. And, you know, he has, he has, you know, said the same sort of things. And, and yet no one, no one listens because think about this. If you are in an abnormal situation long enough, then it becomes normal. 
Mm-hmm. It becomes almost like a new norm. The new norm that they keep that saying. Yeah. This is scary. What that. you're saying right now is very scary. That the, the, the indicators or the emotional sentiment or whatever you're going to call it that should scare you to death have just become the normal. So you're no longer scared out of the market. You're just going to stay the course because you're like, well, it's been this way for years. Mm-hmm. Nothing's different. Um, and, and, folks, if you're just tuning in now, you're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso. I'm Charlie Bowers, and we are here with Tim Wood, the editor and publisher of Cycles, News, and Views. And if you're not a statistician like uh, Tim and you need some insights on gaining some financial clarity, we'd like to offer you our Retirement Rescue Toolkit. And inside this toolkit, you're going to receive two books, one written by Paul, Rethink, Replan, Retire, and one written by me, Planning on Living Forever, Financial Planning Insights from a Recovering Engineer. And these books are pretty easy reading, and uh, they're to help you think about financial and retirement planning from a different viewpoint, much like uh, Tim has a different viewpoint in terms of cycles and patterns that you can identify. You just don't hear that that much. Uh, The way we've written this book and the way our planning works is... Uh, different than most of the financial industry shares. So in that, you'll get the two books. You're also going to get a white paper on diffusing 401k and IRA ticking tax bombs. And we do think taxes are so important to to strategize uh, in your retirement planning. And I'm going to tell you, don't procrastinate on that. You don't necessarily have a lot of time to save on those taxes. And we're also going to throw in a little surprise for you to help you with all of life's stresses. And all you have to do to get this kit is to text the word KIT, K-I-T, to 33222. That's K-I-T to 33222. Again, just text the word KIT to 33222, and you'll be on your way to taking your first step to financial clarity. So this is Paul Durso here, and Tim, I want to put you back on the hot seat, and we got a little bit of time before we got to go to another break, but how do you come up with this type of accuracy? How do you make the calls that you've made with the accuracy that you have? It's just statistics, and, and for example, on one hand, yes, it's accuracy because you know, I've, I've said what I've said. I mean, this is a bubble. I think we're pushing into a top. And, and to go on record, the, the DNA markers are currently in place for this top. So that's like, I use the corny analogy, it's like going to an intersection. You know, it doesn't mean you're going to turn, but you have the opportunity to. And so the markers for the first time since uh, 2015, they're in place. Now, what the market does with this opportunity remains to be seen because they're there and we're just kind of levitating. So this is a major opportunity now as we speak for this topping process to start to unfold and and unwind. And if I could digress just a little bit, let's talk about, I won't take long on this, but let's talk about the top going into 2007 with equities. We know that everything blew up into that top. Commodities, if you look at the CRB index, if you look at crude oil, which, yes, I did call that on financial sense and on a personal little radio thing, uh, podcast that I was doing the week after the top it was scheduled, went on air, and it was called based on those statistics. But that aside, everything collapsed down into – the 2008-2009 low. And then coming out of that low, everything has obviously rallied, except commodities. If you look at the chart, yeah, crude oil moved back up, but didn't go to a new high like it has here. In fact, crude oil was, it's, people have probably forgotten about this, but crude oil was down into the 20s back in, in, in late 2015. And of course, it's rallied some since then, and, 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 you know, in a, and I think a, a rebound rally. But here we sit, what has happened, I think, is that this time it's all blown up into equities, but everything cyclically, because it's all moving together just to varying degrees, has pushed into major tops. And here we sit. You know, there's a, there's a top looming, I think, in the commodity complex. Um, there's a top looming in, in the precious metals. And we have this top um, looming, and it's not just in the U.S. markets. You look at, you know, pretty much across the board, um, looking at the Hang Seng, the Shanghai, and some of those markets, we have seen a progression to the point where it looks like that those tops are 
in place like now, we have now, seen Tim, those four-year tops. Now, Tim, what's what's fascinating to me, and we got to go to break in here in about a minute, what's fascinating to me is, and I just realized this, hearing you talk, is that you're not predicting a, a, a value of a top or a value of a bottom. You're just saying, hey, the indicators, and, and it just it just clicked. The light bulb went off, Tim. You know, where, where you're saying, hey, the indicators are saying we're there, we're at the top, we're at the bottom, wherever, and you're just seeing the indicators saying, hey, I'm going to tell you right now, this is the top of the market, and it's it's time to take action because we're there. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying, yes. I'm saying the environment is ripe. One or two things is going to happen. It's just like a matrix. you got to think like that. All right, the indicators clicked into place. Bada-bing, bada-boom, they're there. All right, now one or two things are going to happen. It's going to evolve and and, 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 and you know confirm the top, and then the, the resulting you know downside is going to be seen, or the market's going to mend itself, the markers will go away, and the can gets kicked down the road some more. And, Tim, you know, we got to go to break right here. I'm going to put you on the spot when we get back because I want you to tell the listener out there how close we are to the top and when they should get back. This is Paul Durso here with my co-host Charlie. The show is Simply Financial, where we're all about taking your first steps to financial clarity. 102.5610 WFNZ. One zero two five six ten WFNZ. You're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso, where it's all about taking your first step to financial clarity. I'm Charlie Bowers here with host Paul, and we're talking with Tim Wood, editor and publisher of Cycles News and Views. So we're talking identifiable patterns, Tim. Um, I, you talked about statistics a lot, so I'm assuming your system is really uh, mathematically based, but what I'm interested in is it seems to work for different types of investments because you talk about equities, uh, you call the housing top, the oil top, oil. gold and silver. Yeah. How does that work? That's that's phenomenal. It, it's it's just a chart. It's You know what I mean? I mean, it could be anything, and, and, and the statistics apply. If you have enough data uh-huh. to data mine the statistics, then it doesn't matter what the you know the price action on the chart represents. So they really so then, all act similar, huh? So then similar. tell me tell me this: if if it's just a chart and you can just read it, will it work on individual stocks? If you have enough data, and sure what kind of data are we talking data. about? Well, I mean, like on the industrials, you know, here's the thing: it's funny. If you had, for example, if you just had data on the Dow Jones Industrial Average from um, year 2000, then you wouldn't recognize that this is the bubble. You'd think everything's fine. You have to have, an, and I don't know how much I don't know how much enough data is enough. I mean, but but in the on the industrials, I mean, having data going back to the 1800s, obviously you can see the anomaly that uh, anomaly that it is. Um, so, I don't know if I answered the question. Well, but, you definitely have, but you you just said we're we're at the bubble. So let let me hear you. You're on you're on the air. You know, let's make some predictions here. How close are we to the top? Well, the opportunity is at hand. I, I, you know, like I said, I'm not trying to weasel out of making the call. <laughs> I, I will. I'm, I'm, I emphatically will tell you, the opportunity is at hand. The markers are in place. We, we're, the opportunity is here. Now, what does the market do with the opportunity? Like I said, it, it could morph. Or, I mean, one or two things are going to happen. It's going to it's going to morph away, and the DNA market is going to disappear. I'm going to go, well, they're gone. Or it's going to bite. And if it bites, then you know we're going to see we're going to see things start to change um, fairly quickly by the by the end of this year. What I think we're setting up for, based on statistics today, I think we're setting up for a decline into into July, and then I need to see if, if the structural um, targets, if you will, are hit there. If they are, then the triggers that that will flip, if you will. And the bigger picture is that it'll set the stage then for the rally coming out of that low to be a failure, which will then set us up for what should be this four-year cycle top, mm-hmm. which will put the market at risk of capping this entire bubble advance. So, so, if, so if the market does fall off a cliff and we are truly going to enter a bear market, give me a sense, give our listener a sense out there of just how bad this bubble could be, how low is it going to go? Worse than 2008, or, or, 
Are we talking? <laughs> we're talking the seventies again, where it's going to go down for a long period of time. Like, how bad is this going to be? I don't know that I have the answer to that this time, and let me tell you why. And I'm again, I'm not weaseling out of that. In 2007, I said, "Hey, we're going below the 2002 low." Looking at this now, we're so far outside of any kind of norm that it sounds insane to say that we would go back to the 2009 low. But I will say this: I think I do not think that is outside of the realm of possibilities. Wow. I do not. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. The average decline of uh, the setup that we're, we're, we're setting up, you know, I, I think we're setting up for here, mm-hmm. is in the order of about 30%. Wow. Do you think this market could take a 30% decline and not collapse? When you say collapse, what does that mean? Yeah. Well, when I say collapse, I'm saying, and maybe that's a strong word, but I'm saying, do you think a 30% decline wouldn't lead to some sort of an, a more of an avalanche type decline to where you you, you potentially could revisit um, prices back to? Oh the yeah. It, well, if it I starts dropping 30%, people are going to say, I can't afford the to panic, lose anymore. The panic is going to set, and it'll and naturally I, follow. And this is where I love your answers where you're saying, you know, it's, it's the data, it's the chart. I, just let me look at it. It's, it's, there's no emotion. It's data. And, and that's, you know, for Charlie and I, we're, we're true blue planners. We look at the data and let the data tell us individually for our clients to make recommendations. And you're doing the same exact thing. You're saying it's the data. There's no emotion about it. The, everything is set up as an indicator and it's telling me this. I, it doesn't really matter what I think. It matters what the de- data says. I mean, is that that's what you're saying, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and what I'm saying is that it, it, we know it's a house of cards. We know that it's a – I mean, I know it's a bubble because, I mean, like I said, you, I can point to John Hussman's valuation models. Mm-hmm. I can point to – do you know that if you look at just a simple, simple, simple uh, relative strength, monthly relative strength indicator, um, we had the highest reading going back to 1,800 – with the January high right now, so it, right, no at, at the January high. At well, January yeah, high, we I meant this year, like reading. current. Wow. Yes, at the current high. We had the highest reading since the since the, the stock data that I have, U.S. stock data going back to 1800. If that's not an extremity, what is? And so what I'm saying is, we know it's a house of cards, and then if the setup falls in place then that's like the bullet's in the chamber and the hammer's back with the finger on the trigger. I mean, does it go off? I don't know, but it's a dang good chance it is. And so it, it is, that's how fragile the situation is, and, and, and that's, the, that's the, also the danger of it is because people don't sense that. They don't understand. They do not understand the, 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 that we're even in a bubble. Wow. Well, Tim, we really appreciate you being with us here today, and you've given a lot of, lot of information for us to really think about. Um, for the for the guy in the car right now listening to this, okay. and and he's really worried about what may happen. How can he get hold of your information? I'm at cyclesman.com, and um, you know there's some stuff on the website, but you know the the uh, the statistical analysis it's in a letter letter form. Mm-hmm. You know I do a monthly research letter. I, I I don't call it a newsletter because it's not a newsletter. It's a research letter. Okay. It's hard data. It's not the Reader's Digest. You know it's it's statistical analysis and 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 technical stuff. And um, then I do updates three nights a week that um, people get with a subscription. So so it's a subscription. You get the data, and, and I guess, do you, do you give uh, bullet points, bulletins, flash alerts? When, like, how's when you this, see this data thing really falling out? Yeah, how's this data going to help that listener out there? Well, how someone, how what someone does with it, it, you know, is completely up to them. You know, I have people from from the mom and pop, and I don't mean any disrespect in saying that, that subscribe to you know, financial institutions and banks and so on and so forth. So, you know, what someone does with that data, I don't know. But whenever I tell them that, you know, I just I just report the data and, and what they do with it, I don't know. I mean, maybe someone might get out of their 401K. Maybe someone else may think I'm an idiot and double down. I don't know. No, you know? nobody thinks that. Well, Tim, thanks so much for being with us. And uh, we'll probably get you back on again once sure. the market turns down. <laughs> <laughs> You can uh, tell us when we're at the bottom. Glory again, yeah. so that would be great. Tim Wood, thank I you would, so much. I would love to be back. Thank you. Thank you.
If you're just tuning in, you've listened to Simply Financial with Paul Durso. I'm Charlie Bowers, and we've been talking with Tim Wood, the editor and publisher of Cycles News and Views. And what an interesting conversation that was, wasn't it, Paul? Yeah, you know, the part that, and I alluded to this earlier, that is so fascinating in what he does and in, in the correlation to what we do is he tries to take the emotion out. I mean, there's there's not a whole lot of subjectivity to the analysis that he makes. It's all about the data, the right. numbers. Right. You make decisions based on data, that logical basis where, as humans, we tend to make decisions based on our emotions. We do, and, and you might be out there listening to the show going, well, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm an engineer. I'm, I'm, I'm very logical, and I don't make emotional decisions. And Charlie and I came across a, an interesting study years ago out, out of uh, Colorado, right? University oh, of Colorado. Was, yeah. and, uh, and that study said no matter where you fall in, in, the, the, in your brain of what side you're more, the emotional side or the logic side, 80, was it 86? 86% of every decision you make is emotional. That's right. And when it comes to financial planning, emotional decisions don't lead well. No, it doesn't. And I think we, we grow and experience, and we have certain things locked into our head. You know, this is the way it's right. When I was working as an engineer at Millican, I had a boss, and uh, we were in process improvement. And every day he'd come in and say, I want you all to go out there and look at the processes and find evidence to support my pre-existing notions. <laughs> so, you know, he, he already think, thought he knew exactly what was going on. And he's and like, just we, prove it. And I just want you to prove it. And I think we're, as investors, are kind of the same way. Oh, I think these growth stocks are great. Well, even take Let's that a little it. further. They're like, you know, I bought this stock, you know, for $100 or this fund at whatever price. And you're like, you know, it's, I know it's down now, but I can't sell it. Can't sell, that'll I, prove me wrong. That'll prove me wrong. And, that, and that's a disease. When yeah. it comes to investing financially for your future, if you're stubborn— if you're looking at your investments as I can't prove me wrong and, and I just have to believe there's quite a few of you out there that are kind of even being a little bit more arrogant in your thinking going, I'm, well, that's not me. Yeah. I'm not stubborn. I make bad decisions. But yet you look at your portfolio and you got nothing but stubborn written all over it going, well, I can't get rid of these yet because I'm down and I'm just waiting for them to go back up yeah. because my the understanding is I need to buy low and sell high. And the problem with that is nobody does it. There's, there's this growth trap. You get sucked into this market thinking, I'm going to make all this money. You invest, think, I'm going to buy at this price. I'm going to sell it when it doubles. And then reality sets in and the market does whatever the market's going to do. And guess what? You haven't made the right call. That's right. But you know, that's why really we really think that a plan is, is just vital because it gives you a, a logical mathematical basis to, to make these decisions. And in order to help you out with that, we want to offer you our Retirement Rescue Toolkit. And in that, you're going to get two books, Rethink, Replan, Retire, and Planning on Living Forever, Financial Planning Insights from a Recovering Engineer, that will talk about the planning process. And it's really going to be beneficial. To get that, just text the word KIT, K-I-T, to 33222. That's K-I-T, to 33222. This is Simply Financial with Paul Durso. I'm Charlie Bowers on 1025-610 WFNZ. If I had a million dollars, if I had a million dollars, well, I'd buy you a house. I would buy you a house. And if I... Hey, this is Charlie, and we'll get back to the show in just a minute. But if you're worried about where you'll get the income for your dream retirement, just call us for our free retirement rescue toolkit. The first 10 callers will get two books and tons of other material you wouldn't expect to get from a financial advisor absolutely free. Knowledge is power, right? So here's a ton of knowledge for you, and it's free. Give us a call at Insight Folios at 855-999-7526. Get your free Retirement Rescue Toolkit today. That's 855-999-7526. Hello, this is Patrick Coleman, Principal of LBA Haines Strand. You're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso on 1025 610 WFNZ. Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more. 
1025-610-WFNZ, you're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso. We're all about taking your first step to financial clarity. I'm your host, Paul, here with Charlie, the, my co-host. Hey, Paul. And just before the break, we started talking about really predicting market cycles. Or We've, we've had Tim Wood on the show, if you're just turning in, and he's an amazing um, predictor of market cycles, and, and he's so good at reading the data to make calls on when we're high, when we're low. And he made it very clear that there's a lot of indicators right now that we're at a market cycle high. So, so Charlie, does that mean we need to get out of the market? Well, that's a good question. Do we need to get out? How do, we, how do you even know when to get out? Uh, I think back about a, a guy that came into the office but not a client, didn't turn into a client, that, uh, of course, had a bad experience in 2008 when the market turned down. And this was 2014, and he still was out of the market. So, you know, I wonder if today is he still out of the market and just missed all that tremendous growth it, since that time. And from 2014, I mean, to today, the market's pretty much gone straight, straight up. up. I mean, it stalled a little bit in 15. Mm-hmm. It was pretty flat. But other than that, the market's done nothing but climb. Even this year, I mean, the market seems to be just stalling. It's not really going anywhere. A lot anywhere. of volatility, but I think that's politics, and that's yeah. kind of emotion-driven as well. But, you know, if he had bought... At the bottom in 2008, 2009, think about where he'd be. Stocks were on sale then. Mm-hmm. They were on sale. And, you know, we, we do a lot with uh, dividend-paying stocks, Paul. And so that means you're, you're buying these positions that are going to pay you month after month or quarter after quarter. And, you know, we've looked it up, and they didn't de- decrease their dividends. So these and, folks are getting more and more money as the dividends increase. And, you know, during during the break, Charlie and we were kind of talking a little bit about just that fact of what if what if we don't know? And we don't. We, we don't. have no idea if the market's high or low. I mean, everybody's in, anticipating, hey, it's it's got to fall at some point. You know, whether it does or not, wouldn't you like to just win in the market? Wouldn't you like to just make money? Make money. No matter if the market's up down, whatever, whatever direction it's going to go. And let's just say the market is on a cliff. Let's just say the market is going to fall this mm-hmm. year, next year. Does, getting out of the market, I think, is one of the worst things that you can do unless you're not getting paid. And we talk a lot about that, That's about right. getting paid in the market. How huge is that? And then, you know, if you do get out, the next tr- question is, when, when do you, you get, get back, back in? in? I mean, it's just a never-ending cycle that I, I think causes anxiety. It beats you up. So if you're invested in a way that you're going to get paid regardless of which way the market goes, you're going to sleep better at night. Well, you know, that it reminds me, my, my wife and I, if there's one thing that we talk a lot about, it's about how busy we are. We've got three boys, 7, 9, and 12. I'm soon to have 7, 10, and 12, and uh, they're very into sports. We're constantly on soccer fields, basketball courts, uh, swimming pools. I mean, we're we're coaches, we're, we're you know, uh, healers, we're, we're taxi drivers, and you know, from six o'clock in the morning to in the summer, gosh, 10, 11 o'clock at night, we're, we're being parents and we're constantly busy. And, you know, it just struck me the other day, wouldn't it be so nice if your money worked just as hard as you do every single day? And I think there's a big problem oh, yeah. in America today where money's not working at all. And that's when emotion starts to set in. And you're so concerned, like Tim Wood, looking at market highs, market lows, when can I buy low and sell high, get in, get out. But at the end of the day, that's more work. And it's, it's more confusion, more anxiety. Just think how pleasant your retirement could be, your travels, whatever, if you know your money's working for you and you've got the money you need coming into that bank account, regardless of what the market does. So let, let's, let's talk about the market. And if you're just tuning in, um, you're listening to Simply Financial. We just had a great guest on the show, Tim Wood. He's a CPA, but really editor and publisher. And his big push is understanding market cycles. And we he just left. And he's the had show. a lot of successes. It seems he's made well. a lot of calls, tops yeah. and bottoms. And right now, what we want to talk about is let's just say somebody out there, you know, you're sitting in your car and you're like, oh, oh no, we're at the top. I I just poured in my bonus from January. And, and the market's at the top, what am I going to do? Am I going to get out? I That's mean, right. I, what do you do? What you do get? you do? So what if there is a way that you could invest in the market and make money, even if it falls off a cliff, like it did in 08? And there, there is a model out there that we can share with you. There's a model out there where the, if you bought in the top of the market in 2007, 
and you, you bought the day of its peak and the market just falls off for the next year, year and a half. And yet by the time the market hits the bottom in the middle of 2008 Eight, or nine. sorry, 2009, yep. that you're actually making more money in what you invested in 2007. Now the value has fallen off, but it's generating more money. And let me set it up like this. It'd be like getting a renter in at the top of the real estate market. You bought a property for $100,000, a rental property. You're charging your, your renter $1,000 of, of rental income a month. And now, you know, prior, after 2007, the market bottoms out. That property from hundred grand is now worth, what, 60, 70,000? Yeah, 40% down. Yeah. So and now are you going to sell that at a loss now? Why would we? Income? We've got all this income That's coming right. in. So we've got this renter that it, a year and a half ago, two years ago, you know, moved in. We had an X amount of year lease. They're paying me a thousand dollars a month. Guess what? Every single year, what do you get to do? You get to raise the rent. That's right. So now I've got this property which I don't want to sell. Why would I? I'm making a thousand dollars a month of income. Well, guess what? You can do the exact same thing with your money in the market. You can go buy something and pay a huge premium for it if the market's overvalued. If it's mm -hmm. at the top, you're it's that's. Like saying that's I'm, a possibility. You just yeah. don't know when you're buying in. But so as long as it's a strong paying dividend stock and the market falls off a cliff, you're still going to get paid. And just like Charlie alluded earlier, what if those dividends go up? That's right. What if those companies say, hey, I'm going to pay you more money to not sell that stock? Guess what that is? That's your money working just as hard as you are to earn the money. But, you know, it, it occurs to me, Paul, that unless you have a plan to back up that thinking that philosophy, you probably won't stay with it. You'll look at the value of that account and say, gosh, it's down 30, 40 percent. I can't afford to lose anymore. And, you know, it's not rental property. And I think people see that as a bigger visual. But it is an investment that uh, they may emotionally make the decision to get rid of, even though it's generating an income. And that's why I think our simplicity plan it just it just helps people stay the course when, when these things do happen. And, you know, Tim Wood, when he's on the show, he's talking really about the data. And I asked him several times, you know, what, how, do you, how do you make these calls? You know, how do you find the top? How do you find the bottom? And, and does it work very well? And obviously, if you look at this track record, it does. And it really came down to a simple answer. It's just data. It's data. You just got to look at it. Well, And you got to know how to read it. And apparently he's very good very at it. Very good at it. And if you look at a, a good, simple, easy to understand, readable financial plan, which we're obviously very passionate about simplicity, there are indicators inside that plan that you can look at and go, as long as I stay the course, as long as I do this mm -hmm. with my plan, I'm fine, regardless, the market high, market low. And there's this unbelievable undertone understanding in the marketplace today that you've got to buy in when the market's low and you got to get out when the market's high. You'd love to be able to do that, but but how do you do it? How do you do even even financial money managers don't, don't do know. that. They don't know how to do that. And you know, there's a study done from when it starts 30 years ended in 2015. I think it's 15, yeah. So, uh, the study came out it's by a company called Dalbar and the what the research shows that the average money manager Average professional money managers for a 30 year period, 3.66%. Where the market made 10, 10, over 10. Right. And you know what they were doing, how they were managing it? These are professionals. They're going in and out of the market. Just like a do it yourselfer. Yeah. It's, and they average 3.66%. And it's that growth mentality that can, that can kill you. And if you would have just stayed in the market, you would have averaged over 10%. So don't be fooled by the market going up and down and thinking you've got to take action. Put your money in a place that's going to earn you money, work for you, as long as you keep it invested. That's right. So, so what we're going to do right now, last time on today's show, we're going to give you our um, a, a kit opportunity for you to, to text the word kit, K-I-T, to the number 33222. If you do that, what you're going to get is a retirement rescue toolkit mailed to your front door. Absolutely free. We're going to do this for the first 10 people on the show today that if you text the word KIT, K-I-T, to 33222, you're going to get our Retirement Rescue Toolkit mailed to your front door absolutely free. And inside that kit is going to be two books, Rethink, Replan, Retire, 
and Planning on Living Forever, which is Insights from a Recovering Engineer by yours truly, Charlie Bowers. In those two reads, which are very quick, easy to digest, you can read them both if you wanted in one evening, give you some great insights to our firm, how we work, what we do. It's really the precursor to understand who we are and, and help you have a better understanding of where you need to go and how to get there. So uh, we got to wrap up the show. Unfortunately, I hate yeah. this part because uh, I know I just want to keep giving you valuable information each and every week. So let me um, let me give you a little understanding of what is in store for you next week. You know, at one time uh, you were probably taught that you just got your nest egg big enough that you could safely withdraw 8% per year and have a comfortable retirement for the rest of your life. Then someone changed that 8% number down to 6 and then again down to 4 And now there's another Ph.D. professor of retirement income that's saying, you know what, 4% is probably too high, and now it gets less. And unfortunately, the, the lower that goes, the more concerned everybody's going to be. So that retirement rate needs to be zoned in on and, and, and focused on. And guess what? Next week we're going to have on the show Professor Wade Fowl, and he's the guy whose research is sending ripples through the world of personal finance, and you get to hear firsthand what he has to say. All right, we can't wait for that, and uh, we do want to thank our guest, Tim Wood, the editor and publisher of Cycles News and Views, and we want to let you know how you can get hold of us. Uh, Paul mentioned the kit. Take, take, uh, excuse me, text KIT to 33222 to get your kit because this really is important to your future. And the, the books Paul talked about have to do with our Simplicity Plan and can really give you some great information to make sound decisions in taking your fe- first step to financial clarity. This is Paul Durso here with my co-host Charlie Bauer signing off today. The show is Simply Financial with Paul Durso. We're all about taking your first step to financial clarity. This is 1025-610-WFNZ. 